On today's episode of Saturday Morning Chats, we're going to be discussing the issue with Makia Bryant, and I hope that I'm pronouncing her name correctly. She was the young teenager who was shot and killed by a police officer in Ohio just uh, a few days ago. I want to say maybe it's been a week by now, and we recorded this particular chat just a few days after it happened. So at that point, the details were not clear, and we kind of launched into this conversation with the disclaimer (laughs) that we did not have all of the details. So I wanted to give a little background around this conversation. The second thing I want to say is that we are not anti-police. And I know that is real popular right now. We are not anti-police. I can specifically say that for me, I am for police reform. I think that as a civilized society, you do need people that can uphold and enforce the law. But having said that, I will also say that right now in America, we are failing miserably at that task. There is a problem with police brutality in America. And you don't see this level of killing or offenses against people of color or just citizen outrage in other countries. And so that leads me to believe that it is possible for us to do better. And lastly, I'll say that my heart is extremely broken over what transpired in this particular event. We have a long way to go when it comes to examining violence in our nation, whether it's the police, whether it's children attacking one another. It is a conversation that we need to start having. We are obsessed with violence in this country. And that is a violation of one another's humanity. So I will say that. And the last thing that I want to add is that my heart is extremely heavy over this particular incident because they were children but also because this is a family that has lost their loved one. This is a community that has lost a child. These are other children that have lost a friend. My heart is broken over that and it's time for change. And that only happens when we are willing to face the issue. And so with this conversation, 
I'm always after truth, just like all the others. And so there is no particular hard stance here because this is a very complicated issue. But I hope it will be the beginning of a little bit of examination and the start of the dialogue that is needed to evoke change. Okay, so as you know, there was the shooting of the young lady, and I'm not going to call her a young lady, the girl yeah. in Columbus yeah. recently by the cop. And I know people are debating about whether he used the appropriate protocol. And I spoke to a few people today and just we had the conversation about it. And they surprisingly, the two the two people I talked to, surprisingly felt like the cop was within within his rights or aligned with the pro appropriate protocol. Sure. Which did surprise me, even though there are parts of me that when I look at it in the totality, I think that he probably didn't need to kill her, but I do think there was some justification for the le some level of force sure. to stop her from what she was doing. And we'll review what actually happened so everybody knows what we're talking about. But I think there may actually be some underlying things going on here with the thought process of the two people that I talked about. And that may be, may be going on throughout the public. So I know you have your opinions about what happened, but why don't you talk more about that and then give me your view on it. Chop it up, we'll chop it up from there. Sure, and let me just do a quick little rehash for those that aren't familiar with the situation. There was a teenager, she was 15 years old. Her name was Makia Bryant and she was having an altercation with some other girls outside of her house. And the details are a little sketchy at this point. It just happened uh, two days ago. Right. Details are recently. recently the, 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 I think it was either yesterday or the day before. Um, the day before. The details are a little bit sketchy, but what I've read is that she called the police as the hours kind of ticked by people are saying that that may or may not have been the case but the way I read it she called the police because some girls they tried to jump her fight her beat her up whatever mm -hmm. term you use and she was defending herself so when the cop pulled up Makia Bryant the girl who was shot to death by the police four times four times she had a knife in her hand and according to the police officer she was seconds away from stabbing the other girl her attacker right. so he got out of the car from what they said I watched a portion of the video I didn't have the heart to watch the entire thing he was yelling hey 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 but it didn't sound like that police authoritative the police voice. 
drop your weapon kind of thing. It, sure. it, it, you know, I when think you're he in, said stop a couple times. He too. did, but when you're in the heat yeah. of something like that and adrenaline is rushing through your veins, you don't know police from the neighbor. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I thought, you know, he could have been a little bit more forceful in his command. That's not necessarily a fault on him or sure. a slant against him because in those moments, he's probably thinking they're kids as he's moving closer is starting to come to realization what is happening. Right. And that could have been why he was like, hey, 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 hold and up. That's key. That, yeah. the, the fact that he the voice that you said he used, I think that's key because on the flip side of that, he could be thinking, well, if she doesn't respond to my voice, that means it's even farther along than I had even thought. Sure. So there's there's the flip side of that to say, okay, maybe he should have used a more forceful voice. Yeah. But also the voice that he did use, it didn't the little bit of the video that I saw, it didn't look like she responded to the voice. Correct. Okay. And in my mind I'm thinking she probably didn't even register that. Like I've heard that police when it's like, Stop, police, drop your weapon. Yeah. That kind of a voice. Yeah you'll respond to that. I think they're trained to make that kind of, that sound will immediately grab your attention. Once again, we're delving into revelations about your past that maybe <laughs> I don't want to know Like, it is like a shrill... No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's so, a police authoritative voice that There's an authoritative voice. I'm sure they're trained. Sure. There's a psychological component sure. to that. Sure. Um, but that is key to me. Yeah. And so, um, just to rehash that, she was shot four times, torso area. People are saying that is a that is a kill shot, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no other intention when you unload four bullets in someone's mm-hmm. torso like that. You know that that's a kill shot. Sure. So, people said it was excessive. Yeah. So, so let's start with that part. The, the, the amount of force he used and whether or not maybe he could have used less force, he could have handled it differently, could he have used a different voice and let, let's chop that up and see if we can at least come to some sort of opinion or viewpoint on what did happen and what maybe should have happened. Because there are varying thought processes, even you and I, have varying thought processes on what maybe he could have done, what he did do. You and I typically think alike, and and on this we generally thought alike, but we had some slightly different thoughts on this. I started off thinking, and again, I've seen very little of the video, just like you, I don't want to see the gore. But in what I did see, it did appear that some level of force would have been in line with protocol. Now, could he have used maybe a stun gun? That's Maybe that's one of the questions. And I, I don't know if a stun gun would have been as effective in that case sure. because it did look, just on the outside looking in objectively, it did look as if that young that girl was in a position to really harm the other girl. She had a knife in her hand and it looked like she was approaching her to do something with that knife. So 
maybe if he uses the taser, I don't know how accurate the tasers are. If you can be as accurate with the taser as you can with the gun, maybe you can. I think so. But I think the law also says there is a level of responsibility to uphold the law differently when someone's life is in danger versus sure. if it's not in danger. And this looked like a life endangerment situation. It did look that way. And you know, this is a tricky one. And the ones that are tricky like this, that are so gray, mm -hmm. make it harder for... The black and white ones. The black and white ones, the ones where it is excessive use of force. Sure. And that is typically the pattern. So the unfortunate thing about this particular case with this young lady is that she's a teenager because there has been a pattern of excessive force yeah people don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt right. they're going to assume that like all the other ones she was she was murdered on the mm, that's a strong word she was killed the day George. She was killed like right when George Floyd's ten minutes. I think it was uh, within ten minutes. Verdict was being announced. Yes. So there's irony there. There is there. There's irony there's there, and irony. you know it's easy to 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 of course say this is what should have happened, and I'll yes. give him all the benefit of the doubt in right. the heat of the moment. Right. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes you're just trying to make your best judgment, right. and you could make a mistake. Right. And so one of my arguments or issues is that we need to only hire cops that have that level of skill yeah. when it comes to making split second decisions mm -hmm. in the heat of the moment. Sure. Everybody can't do it. You right. know I would be bad at that. Right. You would be better <laughs> better at that <laughs> yeah. than me. Right. Because of the nature of your personality right. versus mine. Right. And we need to really start hiring police officers stringent that, stringently yeah. reviewing yeah yeah you know I said put them all in a room and let something scary happen or someone fire off a mm -hmm. shot and see who scrambles out the chair or sure. leaps off the seat right. you know test their blood pressure afterwards right. and see who does not have that level of ice in their veins under pressure yeah. and I think there are things that we can do there's more that we there's can more do, we can do yes. to, to weed out the ones that could you imagine me no, I couldn't. in that moment full mm -hmm. transparency that's mm -hmm. not my skill sure. I tend to be a little jumpy um, that's not my skill well and honestly it's not most people's skills sure so I will do a quick commercial for police officers again to say that that is an extreme extremely tough job. It it's is. an extremely sure. challenging job. Sure. It's an extremely dangerous dangerous, dangerous job. job. Sure. So so some level of amnesty and benefit of the doubt should be a, 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 afforded to cops in all situations from the start. But once it trickles over into them doing wrong, all amnesty and benefit of doubt is taken away. So I, that's the commercial for it. But here again, there were four shots of a gun which this is going to be a little contrary to what I said earlier. It seems that it would not have taken four shots of the gun. Now, do I think maybe he was, I don't want to say okay, but within protocol to maybe use the gun? Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Four shots. 
maybe not. I, it just seems like if you're of sound mind and your, your judgment, like you were saying, is your ability to make that judgment quickly is there, you know you don't need to shoot someone four times. Correct. But here's the, here's the, the, the problem with that is you are, as a cop, I believe, permitted to use deadly force. Of course they are. They are. So. And that's what the problem is. <clears throat> yeah. The it's problem the is the default is deadly force. Right. And so I think that it's going to change. I think that just all these quotes, I'm going to call them accidents, her situation is yeah. very gray. They're incidents. Incidents. Yeah. Because I don't, I, I don't know that they're accidents. Incidents. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Her situation is very gray. gray. It is. How yes. quickly did how much time did he have to respond? Sure. You know? Right. Was she really going to stab the other girl? Now you're making an assumption and right. you took someone's life based on your assumption. Right. We have no idea she could have been trying to scare that girl. Right. The right. girl maybe could have jumped out of the... We don't know. Right. And the other thing is that even if she did stab her, we don't know if it was going to be a mortal wound. Sure. So sure. in my mind, I'm thinking, did it really merit you shooting a child four times? Right. You know, he made a leap. Right. And and I'm not saying that, that he did anything wrong. Right. Right? But he did make That's a leap. That's a tough a one. Call. Because it was a judgment call. Do you really <clears> know? Maybe she was just faking. You're right. How do you know she was going to stab her? Now, it's different if she already had a wound. Sure. But to my knowledge, that's not the case. Yeah. Maybe she wasn't going to go through with it. Maybe she was just scaring her. Sure. We honestly do not know. In my mind, I'm thinking a logical person, even a teenager, right. is not going to call the police and then stab someone. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So She's just not going to do that because she knows the police are on the oh, way. Yeah. Yes, and, and I there was a question in my mind if he knew she was a teenager from the call because full transparency, mm -hmm. if you were looking at that video, you didn't hear the sound and you didn't know what was going on, you wouldn't, I would not have necessarily come to the conclusion that that was a teenager. She she was a, a, a mature-sized person that I would not, not have automatically said, okay, that's a teenager. Sure. I might have said that's we a can't, woman. We, don't, we can't know his mindset. I would have known that that was a teenager, but yeah. we can't say. So we can't say it. So, so I don't put that, I don't put that portion of the judgment call on him. If he did, if they didn't say in the call, this is a teenager, I don't know that he, he was in a position and her back was turned too, wasn't it? Her back was to him. It looked like it. So, yeah. so what he's looking at. Or maybe is, this, he had a side angle. And maybe a side angle. Yeah. But, but to me, what he was likely looking at was whether she was or wasn't full-grown. Her body type looked like it could have been a full-grown adult. Well, and that right? goes, it, it, yeah, and I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, I, you know, I can't really say that. If you come from a community where you're not used to seeing bodies yeah, like that, that yeah, is something true. that is typical of people of color. That's true. Then you may not be able to make that level that's of true. judgment in the heat of the moment. Is this that's a child? True. Is this an adult? I that's mean, true. our bodies are bigger by yeah. the time, and I'm not necessarily a big person, but by the time I was 12 and 14, yeah. I looked like a grown woman. Right. You know, that's yeah. just the nature of how we develop. Right. And so 
there could be a little bit of an issue with that sure. and they need to be trained you know like sure. all of that comes into all of that to me falls under the level of training training and hiring the proper people hiring the proper the people right and so in my mind this is what it would look like if i was in control of mm-hmm. the world i would love to be <laughs> right. We'd all i be would tree huggers and soft <laughs> but the and cops would peaceful. be killing people like That's that true. no i'm not because what negatively. i would do is i would pick the best of the best like i said there's testing that you can render you know, whose blood pressure went up in this moment. Sure. Weed them out. Weed them out. Can't sure. do that. Needs to go do uh, security at the Piggly Wiggly. Can't sure. be a cop because people's lives are on the line here. Sure. I would do that. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do things like cultural sensitivity training. I would definitely put them in the communities that they serve doing PR. Right. Shake my hand. When you and I were little kids, the police officer came to our school. So we weren't afraid of him because we were used to that. He was kind. They did. He brought us candy. Sure. So we had a different view of the police. The police were our friends. And I think that as time kind of advanced and as we got away from that. Especially in communities of color. Sure. I lose your humanity as a police officer and you lose mine as a citizen if the only time we're interacting is if a crime is being committed. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah, I do. I do. So that's something else that I do testing. I would pay them extremely well. Yes. And I would be looking for like ex-Navy SEALs, Marines. They're cut from a different kind of cloth. They are. So what we have now, and I just saw a lady tweet this out when the the young woman was killed um, the other day. Mm -hmm. She said her neighbor's son, and I can't think of the job that he applied for, but it was something that was... That wouldn't ordinarily create a need for so much or so stringent screening and vetting. Screening, skill. I can't remember what she said he applied. She said he applied for a job. He didn't make it through whatever screening process they right. had. So let's say it was a job to be a security guard. It was... It, 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 just it, to use that as yeah, or some, it wasn't a yeah. security guard. I don't remember. TSA. I can't remember. Yeah, just to anyway, get to your point, though. He, just, didn't, get, yeah. <laughs> he didn't get through that process. <laughs> right. But um, she said he got hired as a police officer That's right, right after yeah. that. So, that so, was the point. So the job that was less... Needed less sure. stringent screening. And he vetting. Didn't, he didn't get. But the police... Job he did took him right in. Wow. Yeah. So that that's that's it's a problem. really scary. That's so a she problem. was saying that there is almost more um, screening, like for other things. I think I said carrying a gun. I'm not sure if that's what she said, but you get my point. Yeah, I get you. Whatever this. Oh, was. hopefully the people do. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of went around that like 360 degrees. But you were like a fish out there. Was, I was trying to reel you back. I know. I just can't remember. So so let me ask you this question, because I want to take this to another layer, a different different layer. Sure. On a scale of 1 to 10, and I'm asking you this for a specific reason. Sure. On a scale of 1 to 10, how closely to protocol do you think this cop was? One being completely out of protocol, 10 being perfect protocol. Where would you put him... Just and this is objective, and we don't know all the details, but just based on what you know. As far as right or wrong, or just what do I think police protocol is? No, no, no. Based on what protocol is, 
how closely aligned do you think he was to what it is? I, no, no judgment on, on yeah, the protocol itself. Yeah, I think as much as I don't want to admit it, I think that he is on a scale of 1 to 10 as far as following protocol. He's probably going to be at like an 8 or a 9. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, correct. So here's where I'm going with that. So you're saying that, I agree, I think it's eight or nine. The two people I talked to, to today, both males, would have said nine or ten, more than likely. He was within protocol. So here's where I'm going with that. Is there an underlying issue that we are experiencing now, subconsciously, that we're judging this in a way because it was a female differently than we would have if it were a teenage boy or just a, a male in general. And I say that fully aware of the fact that you and I know that females and specifically African-American females are treated as the dreg dregs of society. So is there something in our mind that is telling us, well, it's a young black girl. I think so. I think of okay. uh, 100% you're on to something with that. And I do believe that if this had been a black male, that riots would have broken out. That's interesting. Yeah, I That's do. That's very interesting. Because of what you said. Yes. And because of there is a cultural bias and slant that is just the remnants of patriarchy mm -hmm. so you and i are pro-police and i think we need to put that out there absolutely yeah absolutely we have always we're not abolished the police type people right but as you know people on this podcast that want to bring to light the issue of Morality, spirituality, and fairness. being a human being. And fairness. We cannot deny that there is a very strong bias against mm -hmm. people of color. Sure. And there is a very strong bias against women, period, sure. point blank. Period, and so blank. with Miss Bryant being a black female, she sure. got the double whammy. Yeah. And in fact, she was off my Twitter feed before right. the afternoon was up. Yeah. It Nobody was even really talking about it. And I think that if it had been a black male, yeah. even in our own community, sure. we cater to those black men. Sure, sure. Um, They would have taken to the streets. I do yeah. believe that. I think in this case, it is worst for a black female. I, I don't even, in this case, I don't group females together. Because I think had that happened to a white female. Sure. There would have been an uproar even big, but I mean, it would have been bigger even than if it had happened to a white male. Now, in general, I think females get the short end of the stick in pub in all factions of oh, life. Oh, sure. Because there is that sense of a female needs to be protected. Correct. If she is not a person of color. There you go. Yes. And I, 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 I believe that. that. 100%. I believe that. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. And that, I, and that. And we aren't, we aren't the the types that look at things through racial lenses no. at all. We just look We're at things for what they are. We're more humanitarians and there is a bias. Sure. But you know what? When you think of it in terms of in our own community, right. there is this situation as black woman as super being. Sure. I mean, 
it just is what it is. And right. so she's not protected. Sure. And part of that is because throughout history, she's always been the one to hold it down. She's yeah. taking care of children. She's taking care of men. Sure. She's oftentimes raised children that weren't her own. Like we carry that cape. And so when you're like that, it almost becomes like um, a self-fulfilling prophecy or like a wheel. Like because you're strong, no one protects you. And because no one protects you, you have to be strong. It's a badge of dishonor. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. it, when you think badge, normally you yeah. think positive, but yeah. then it becomes dishonorable because you're a black female. Exactly. That's really what it exactly. boils down And so to. we do need <clears throat> black men to stand up and stand with us. You know, I wrote a piece a little while ago about the Black Lives Matter movement that, you know, black women are standing shoulder to shoulder with black men in the street, you know, getting tear gassed and hit with rubber bullets and fists raised high. But when a lot of those black men go to choose a mate, a black woman is not good enough. Right. They want someone of another color. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's, a That's years and years of dysfunction. And it's years and years of conditioning, conditioning that says, yes. A, that black is not of equal value. Right. And so we've begun so what to even internalize So what happened that. in the 70s, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud, Angela Davis in the Afro, that was the thing. Sure. So what happened? What do you think happened? What what happened? Because I think that is very relevant. And I think what, you're, what you are saying is, in this instance, is absolutely true in my in my estimation that that the fact that she was a black female exacerbates the ability to use a clear lens. Sure. In I think a couple of things happened. I think that when you have a community, and this is going to transcend color, when you have a, a community in power. Mm-hmm. If we were in Africa and we had orange capes and we were in power Mm -hmm. the ones who weren't in power would want orange capes that is just the nature of the human condition is that people follow the leader you know I think sometimes we do that way too much so as mainstream was white Mm -hmm. and thin Mm -hmm. and blind and blue-eyed and all those other things that come along with that culture because they were the leaders the others wanted to follow. And that's human nature. That is human nature, yes. And so we began to even emulate the women. We wanted to be thin. We straightened our hair. That is just a part of the human condition. Sure. And so that is something that you have to go back and almost unlearn for Mm -hmm. yourself. Or or reframe it. And and I I give... The millennials and the younger generation a lot of credit because now you see hairstyles. Sure. Looks, they are embracing weight. their authenticity. They, they're very sure. off, they're they're reclaiming yeah. what was yeah. a part of the culture. Sure. And I, I give them all praise and applaud <laughs> yeah, for that. Because yeah. we we were we a were, little bit different in well, our we generation. Were. And I think secondly and along those same lines, I think one of the reasons why African American men kind of coveted women of other races i think that when you're oppressed Mm. and when you have been told that you're nothing you're not as good Mm. you're not equal if you can get what they have that is your confirmation that you have value sure so i really do think that that 
was just kind of like an evolution of that mindset in that they told me that I'm nothing. Yeah. And on some level, I even believe that I'm nothing. Sure. So if I have what they have, sure. that is my own demonstration to myself and to the world sure. that I'm just as good as they are. I do think that there is a piece of that. And, and, and it's wrought with confusion and demonstrated confusion because, you know, I remember those uh, movies where they would have parodies of the Afrocentric male and he's all for his people. And I'm thinking of one of the movies we watched where he, the guy was just like that. And then his Anglo-Saxon wife came sure. from the back. Yeah. So there, there's all kinds of confusion about And you about and I that. even know people in real life yeah. that are the most militant yeah. people that you can imagine. And they have married yeah. Caucasian women. And, and there's nothing. And, and, and frankly, there's nothing wrong with no, marrying love who you love. love you know, I come from, I come from a, a, a very interracial mixed marriage type of and a background. So I don't have anything against people who marry outside of their race or people from other races. And this is, you know, the new millennium. Like you're free to do whatever you want. Sure. My only purpose here is to get people to understand the thought process behind it mm -hmm. and that there could be a, a level of dysfunction. Sure. There. With the youth, doing it. I don't think it's necessarily dysfunction. I think we see interracial sure, couples now. It is that different now. It, it looks like love. I mean, it really does it look like... It has evolved from I'm doing it to demonstrate my worth and value to myself and to the world to right. who cares about that silly kind of stuff? Right. And people are just people. And human sure. beings are just sure. human beings. And so when I see a person, I see their heart. I see their character. I don't care about all that crap that you all cared about in previous generations. Sure. Which, which is how we got to this place where African-American men were marrying people that weren't of their race and doing it not for love or for good reasons, sure. but because it was the, quote, thing to do and, and it showed that they had, quote, arrived. Sure. So, just like you were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's going away. It has. But I now the question is, so that answers your question, how do we get here and that black women are just caping for everything? We just got the world on mm -hmm. our shoulders fighting the good fight. Because uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Now, this is just my experience. Mm -hmm. The Black Lives Matter movement is more women than men. I mean, those women that's are extremely vocal. That's who originated it. It's a female. It a female. Yeah, that's exactly, who started the movie. Because movement. we are always going to stand in and cape for black men. They sure. don't return the favor sure. as much. Right. They stand for themselves. Right. And because they stand for themselves, black women kind of get a little bit of a benefit sure. from it. Sure. But there is no deliberate, intentional act of, I'm going to protect sure. black women. That, we, are, we stand yeah, alone yeah, in that regard. True. And that's, that's how it is actually different than it was in the 60s. I think I think the the African American leaders of that time were fighting for everyone. Were fighting sure. for the whole race and they weren't just leaving black women behind. They were trying to do it for the entire race. I don't think they I don't think their thought process has said we're just doing this for the black male. Yeah. I don't think back then it was. 
I, 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 it resonates in my mind. James Brown, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. He didn't say. No. Say it loud. There was just man. an air. Um, at the same time, there was this. There was this pride. There was pride, but there still was this unspoken oppression that was happening with yeah. us as a culture in the 70s. And I think that that is one reason why the Jim Browns and the OJs, I think that is one women, one reason why they went for uh, white women. Yeah, okay. It's because okay. of what I was saying I before, wonder where you were going with the OJs. That there is this, no, <laughs> that there was this thing of, as a black man, yeah. you are just dehumanized. Yeah. And so that was just like a symbol to the world. I'm just that saying I've arrived. you are I'm because arrived. your woman yeah. you know comes from your world and I'm in your world. And now. she wants me. Like right. I can have her. It right. was like a status symbol right. that I have arrived. Yeah, but in the same vein of that, there was this element of pride that was just in the air yeah. in the seventies. Yeah, it's it's very interesting that you mentioned OJ because he I think he would be considered one of the first African-American athletes, famous athletes that transcended race. Sure. This is obviously pre-murder murder accusation and all that. But in the 70s and 80s, O.J. Simpson, nobody, I don't think people saw color with him. Which is yeah, interesting I that, agree. Which is interesting that he latched on to that so much that he did end up with a, a white wife. That, that's very interesting that you bring that point up, and it's very poignant that he was the transcendent athlete overall. Sure. Race, yeah. So, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And so going back to the cop issue, we got a long way to go mm. because we are still seeing the world in terms of black and white. Sure. And um, it's not just black people, people of color having less value. Their life is not worth as much. We see it now with the birth rates of black of women. The, sure. the women are dying in sure. childbirth. Ten times as frequently. Ten times as frequently. And so there is just this pervasive notion that if you are a person of color, mm -hmm. you are not worth as much. It's, it's, it's always been there. Yeah. And, and it I, ebbs and flows. It, it, it dies down and then it comes back and then it goes away a little bit and it's never gone. Yeah. But we do have periods where people transcended. I think the athletes, the entertainers, mm -hmm. help us cross over and give us more validity in the eyes of other cultures. Right. And when there is no one speaking for us, then the race issue comes back. Yeah. And when we have Michael Jordan and we have those O.J. Simpsons, those iconic figures that tend to cross over mm -hmm. and get mass appeal, there is a sentiment of, well, maybe they're, maybe they're not right. all yeah. bad. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they're all right. And then when we don't have it, it kind of comes back and we don't have it now. People like LeBron James, for example, but he's extremely militant. He is, he's yeah. not really a crossover no, figure. He's he's he not. stands proudly in his blackness. Yeah. And that's a different kind a of, different kind yeah, of that's a different way of showing up in the world. Sure. And that doesn't help that process of crossover. And I'm not saying sure. that he's bad for sure. doing it. No, no, but I we just don't saying. really have anyone right now that's doing a lot no, of that. The true. rappers have done it. Yeah. For years, the Snoops, the, um, the what's the guy, Andre 3000 and uh, Outkast, yes. they crossed over. They did, yeah. 
we don't really have that that yeah. much right now. Yeah, like, you wonder if the times require different types of action. This is not a judgment one way or the other, sure. but you just wonder if the times require different actions. But it's, I think, God sends messages in a certain way, and I don't think it's an accident that that this particular incident happened ten minutes sure. after the George Floyd verdict. So I think the message and his the Lord's signature on this is that we're not where we're supposed to be. No, we're, not just because much, just because one verdict seems to have appeased a lot of people, it doesn't mean that we're where we need to get. We got no. a long way to go. We do. And things like this, I hate to say it, even though I appreciate that it's shined the light on it, it yeah. also has created more division. We yeah. just don't need it, yeah. you know? It, you're right. It just you're right. It Even, creates more division. And as, right. as, as, as there's more contention and division, there just becomes more racism. I hate to say it, but no, people right. that never really thought about black people or um, uh, Latinos. Sure. When the when the riots came and the George Floyd, I mean, they saw that in a completely different light. When the pundits yeah. came to the forefront and they're like, they just want everything and they sure. want to commit crimes and yeah. not be punished for it. You had good people yeah. that heard that yeah. and they followed the train of thought. They followed that train. And you, you're uh, bringing up LeBron James is a great example because when this happened, you probably heard this. When this happened, he sent out a tweet, his initial tweet, and he said, "You're next." And he had the cop, he had an hourglass, and the cop, and, and that's just that, that just creates division. Yeah. Well, and he 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 afterwards he deleted it. I'm sure his people probably got sure, to him. But whatever it's the case, much. it's too much. And what yeah. it does is it creates more anger it, and division across the across the racial line and the matter people of color get yes the more divisive caucasians yeah. get like it just and the more becomes, emotional everybody gets yeah. and what happens when emotion is involved is involved you don't make the best decision and i would just implore everyone ask yourself what is the right thing? Take color all the way out of it. Take color all the way out of it from a, a human perspective. Yeah. That is what God judges, right? Yeah, that's true. What is the right thing to do? So was it right for this guy to shoot this, this cop to shoot this young girl? I don't think it was. Did he do anything wrong? I'm not sure that he did. By the letter of the law, maybe. That's it. But morally and ethically and spiritually. He did. He did. Yeah. yeah. But by the letter of the law, by the way that he's trained, yes. and I can offer him empathy and compassion in that moment, even though I feel like he didn't have to kill her. I agree. That's yeah. a societal issue. If yeah. they're trained to use force, then we have to change that. We can't sure. really fault him. Right. If he did what the, the job has called him to do, we can't really fault him. We That's can't. something where the entire situation has to be the system. The system has to be. And that starts with us changing our hearts. Like I yeah. was just saying, what is the right thing? Is it right to always use deadly force? Right. 
Is that the right thing to do? We're always going to have gray moments. Is it right to put your knee on a person's neck and choke them to death, even if they committed a crime? Is it the right thing to do? Has nothing to do with uh, color. Has nothing to do with what they did, really, when you think about it. The only thing that... What's your moral compass in that situation? Sure. That's really the guide. should be the guiding light. And if you're someone that's saying, well, someone should have died because they had some tra- unpaid traffic tickets Shame or... On Shame on you. I, even I because they committed thing. an armed robbery, yeah. someone needs to... That's what we have jail for. Yeah. Yeah, People true. aren't dying for that. And cops don't get to be judge and juror. in those moments and so I just ask everyone if this were your son if this were your daughter take color out of it Mm -hmm. and your child had gotten on the wrong path and maybe robbed the liquor store to buy a little drugs whatever or had a fake $20 bill but do you think he deserved to die and especially when 10 20 years from now you don't know who this person could be I have a little bit of a sketchy past. Yeah. We'll just put it like that. Revelations. And right now... I think I'm going to read the Bible <laughs> tomorrow. The book of Revelations. <laughs> but mean, no, I that's haven't true. even that's had true. a parking ticket that's or true. traffic yeah. ticket since the 90s. And you've snuffed out someone's life who could have ended up being you. Yeah, and that's the thing. And so we have to go to the heart space yeah. and ask ourselves, this is not about color. This is about human life. Sure. What is the right thing to do? Yeah, and, and if you change all of the laws, change the system, and all things about it, that still is the guiding post. You're right. You're right. What's what is a, what's, the right thing what's to the do? Right thing to do? You, really, you really can rarely and almost never go wrong with doing the right yeah. thing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. And we've swung so far away from that right now. That's a whole yeah. other podcast, but hey, that's why I'm here. You know, just trying to remind people of the truth of who they are and to turn inward. If you turn inward, you'll get every single answer. And so even with this guy, as I turn inward, Mm -hmm. I say, was it wrong for him to shoot her four times? Probably so. Mm -hmm. But also inside of me is compassion and empathy for someone that has to make that kind of judgment call in a split second moment like that. Someone that is just doing the job as he's been trained to do it, if that's what they find out. And I have a feeling that's what they're going to say. Absolutely. Well, and and it's, I always start from the the beginning of the day. Even the beginning of the call. That officer, I don't believe, set out that morning or set out when he got that call to go kill someone. I just, I don't think that's the case. So it is what you're talking about. It's all these other parts of the soup that get mixed together and the soup doesn't taste good until you do the wrong thing. That's really what happens. Correct. And now his life is ruined. Now his life is ruined. And that's the part that people don't focus on as much. Even the guy within the uh, George Floyd case. George Floyd's life is over, but... The, the surviving officer sure. that was convicted. His family. His family and him. They're his, all his, affected. Pe- pe- I don't think people realize, and you talked about this, realize the long-term effect of actually killing someone. Sure. Of actually killing someone. And he's someone. not going to have a fun time in prison either. No. 
It's not going to have a fun time in prison at all. No, it's not going to be an amusement park at all. No, it's not. And so we just pray that nothing happens to his life. Um, If that's even a valid prayer, sometimes in moments like that, it is better to just make your transition. Absolutely. So just do the right thing. As Spike Lee said, do the right thing. So on that note, we will go ahead and close. Thanks for chatting.